Alan Hirsch Advisors, creating aha moments, presents Aha Business Podcasts. We provide opportunities to discover information to help you run your business and guide your decision making. The more you know, the better decisions you make. For more information, log on to alanhirschadvisors.com. I'm your host, Alan Hirsch. Okay, welcome to today's podcast. My guest today is Randy Pumpkin, uh, Executive Director of Art with a Heart Incorporated. Uh, thank you for being here. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. So what motivates you to get up in the morning and go to work? <laughs> That's a funny question right now, right? As I'm talking from my home. Yes, it, it is. Um, but it, it pertains to why you do what you do, which right. I think is one of the most important questions that people can ask. Well, um, I have a great passion for helping people. And I also have a great passion for the creative process and um, believe that creativity and imagination are really um, essential to the future of our world. Um, and I, I'm not, there's no sarcasm there. It's true. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic and the solutions to these problems are only going to be, um, founded by people with creative minds. And what makes me get up every day and do my job is knowing that I am providing innovative and creative opportunities for the children and youth in our community who otherwise might not have access to visual arts and uh, art with a heart is providing that and filling that void so So in the future they can work on things and find creative solutions to our problems well i think that's something that uh really falls in place uh, to get them active in a pandemic where they're confined to their homes, but then you have to reach them. Uh, so it's, it's a complicated process. Uh, so, you know, you're celebrating 20 years. So how did you get started? So I, I was an attorney for 14 years. I practiced construction litigation. Um, I, I often say that I lived in a very beige world. Um, my files were beige, my timesheets were beige, uh, my, the carpeting in my office was beige, and um, I had a very contentious call with an attorney, and I hung up the phone in my office and looked around at my beige world and thought, if this is chapter five of my life story, and chapter 25 is going to be the same. I, I wasn't even enthusiastic about reading my own book. <laughs> so I came home and I talked to my husband. And as I said at the beginning of the interview, I have a great passion for helping people and working with people and also for creativity and art and just decided to combine the two. Went didn't happen overnight, but went back to my law office and I incorporated art with the heart from my desk. And here we are 20 years later. Um, it was like a snowball. So what, what, what are some of the programs that you're doing and how do you get uh, reaction from some of the students? And then, you know, we'll, we'll talk about how you're now dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic, but for 19 and a half years, 
uh, you did a, a lot of work. So can you explain what you've done? So when I founded the organization, I was the only person working in the organization other than my dog and my goldfish. And um, uh, I was pounding the pavement and uh, started visual art programs in four sites, uh, the House of Ruth, um, uh, Alzheimer's facility, and two group homes for emotionally troubled adolescent boys. And as of uh, last year, we had four, I had four classes a week. As of last year, um, we were providing 12,500 classes um, annually, um, which equates to about 300,000 individual art experiences a year in the community. Um, we, in March, before we closed, we had 500 classes a month. We were on um, a trajectory of having our best year ever. Um, and we'll talk later, but we're doing great, thank goodness. Um, but in addition to the classes that happen in schools, shelters, group homes, community centers, treatment facilities, and hospitals, we have other complementary initiatives. And they include uh, large-scale public art projects. Art with the Heart has installed 300 public art pieces throughout the city. Um, we have a workforce development program called HeartWorks, uh, which has been around for 16 years and places about 80% of its students into jobs. Um, we have a retail store called Heartwares, which sells the artwork created by students and volunteers and shares the proceeds of those sales with our collaborative partners. Um, we do a lot of community service and engage corporate and individual service groups. And then the final initiative we have is a, a leadership, a teen leadership initiative that's in its sixth year. It's called the Art of Leadership. And I uh, can't think of a more important and impactful program than bringing together a diverse cohort of students in 10th and 11th grade to engage in conversations across cultural barriers and um, experience different um communities in baltimore together so, so that's us yeah so tell us a little bit about uh the listeners a little bit about the uh uh classes that you do you're you know you're doing you know a lot of classes uh you were doing uh approaching six thousand a year right no like more like twelve thousand a year oh okay you were doing 500 okay yeah 500 individual and their multiple classes 500 a month a month yeah okay so we have um a team a programming team that puts together a curriculum that's culturally relevant and sequential um depending on the program we'll work with the program to create a curriculum that um, is compliant with whatever their needs are and um we have a teacher and an assistant in every class. We provide all the materials. It's really, um, it's easy access for the collaborative partner because we really are providing everything and um, feel that 
you know, we have to have a quality product and, and that's what we have. Our teachers are carefully vetted. We have two people in every classroom, even in our virtual classrooms, we have a teacher and an assistant. We just believe that that's needed. Um, so how many students are in a classroom? Depends on the program in a city school, you can have up to 40 kids in a classroom. But we do a lot of out-of-school time programs, and we work with aging adults as well. Our only in-person programs right now are with older adults um, in a couple different apartment complexes in the city. Okay. So where do, what are these kids, the students, not the elder, but the students, uh, what do they get out of the course uh, or courses? And what do they do with some of the, uh, what they're learning? Well, I think it, I think that the response to that depends on which branch of the organization the student is programming in. So we talk about the organization like a tree and the trunk of our tree is the core programs that I described earlier in schools and shelters and group homes, community centers. So what those students, elementary and middle, mostly get out of a visual art class is what you would probably suspect. It's uh, freedom to self-express, to have a voice, to focus, um, to engage as a community in projects, um, to learn uh, to use their imaginations, to think outside the box. Plus it increases their academic performance in reading and math. There's research that shows that. I mean, art is really essential to normal human growth and development. And so if students are not given that opportunity to stretch that creative muscle, we're really limiting them in their futures. So that's what those students, um, so that's the success of those students. So you're, you're providing at no cost to, a, to the school systems uh, uh, this program that they should be, do, and I hate to be political, but they should probably be doing themselves to foster the education of the kids. We do charge for okay. our programs. We have um, Art with the Heart is funded in several ways. And one of the ways is a fee-for-service model. Okay. Um, so the, to answer that, of course, the school should be providing a robust visual art and all forms of art programming to our students. Um, you know, they just laid off 450 people in our city, in our school system. It's struggling and um, it's not only struggling financially, but it's also prior to COVID was struggling to find the human capital to teach the classes. So Art with a Heart is a placeholder until they can get those people, uh, teachers and assistants and trained artists to come in um, get their certifications and teach these classes. We're, we're doing the work and we're, we go through a very um, significant approval process with the city. Um, you have to be pre-qualified. It was a 78 page document that we had to submit with um, all the information about the work we're doing and our curriculum. So yes, they should be providing it, but we're happy to help until they have the financial wherewithal and the human capital capacity to do that. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to take a break right now for some commercials. 
But uh, Randy, thank you for being here. And when we do come back, I'll continue the conversation with you as the executive director of the Art with a Heart. And I uh, look forward to that continuing that conversation. I'm Alan Hirsch of Alan Hirsch Advisors, and this is AHA Business Podcast. Hi, Rick Dempsey here. As a former Oriole and Series MVP, I know a lot about winning and championship teams. Today, I am happy to tell you about my award-winning web design and internet marketing team, Adventure Web Interactive. For over two decades, many of Maryland's most successful firms have chosen Adventure Web as their strategic partner for web design and online marketing. I can tell you from using them personally, their search engine optimization and social media programs have saved their clients tens of thousands over the traditional pay-per-click digital agency. Visit AdventureWebInteractive.com and listen to what clients such as Hercules Fence, TriStar Electric, ABC Rental, Rhine Landscaping, Markdown's Office Furniture, and many more highly successful firms have to say. And don't forget to tell them Rick Dempsey sent you. Strengthen, protect, and preserve your retirement nest egg. Scott Garceau here for the Stephen J. Sless Group, Baltimore's reverse mortgage specialist. Reverse mortgages have evolved to become a viable retirement tool. Enjoy retirement without monthly mortgage payments, improve cash flow, pay off debt, and stretch retirement savings. Stephen and his team can offer strategies to make housing wealth work for you. If you're 62 or older, learn if a reverse mortgage could help. Visit reversebaltimore.com. An equal housing opportunity lender. This is not a commitment to lend Stephen J. Sless, NMLS 298581, PRMI, NMLS 3094. Welcome back to the show. My guest is Randy Pumpkin, Executive Director of the Art with a Heart. Welcome back, Randy. Thank you, Alan. Uh, so you were talking about some of the classes, and the one that really intrigues me is the leadership program. I mean, I'm a leadership uh, advisor for business executives. So that really intrigues me, what you're doing with 10th and 11th year olds to teach leadership. The Art of Leadership is in its sixth year. This was a um, branch of the organization that had been discussed for quite some time with the board. In 2008, I did a leadership program um, and my son did a leadership program when he was 16. He's 24 now. And I saw and felt how those programs really um, affected us and changed us. And felt after I finished my program in 2008 that we really needed to start some of these serious conversations with a younger population. Um, I was an adult and, you know, some, you know the, the old adage about old dog, new tricks, I think comes into play. And so I started to kind of formulate this idea that we would um, bring together um, community that we were already seeing at Art with the Heart, kids doing community service, working alongside homeless youth that were in our job program, putting parameters and structures around that with a curriculum. Um, and so we, we cultivated that idea and prepared a curriculum. And in 2015, we started that program with a cohort of 21 students. We now have an alumni network of 93 students. Um, again, I said we're in our sixth cohort. The students, despite the pandemic, are still doing things and learning. Um, some of it is virtual. Normally, we do a tour of Baltimore as like a, 
a second experiential opportunity for the kids. Um, and of course, we couldn't put them all on a bus this year. Um, we have 19 <laughs> kids on the cohort. So they met at Druid Hill Park outside. And from the top of a hill, they talked about redlining and our city and what's to the east and what's to the west and two Baltimores. So they still had um, a very impactful experience, just different. And that is, that is exactly what we've been doing since March, you know, working on innovation and impact, just different. Yeah. So what, what are you going through with these kids? Uh, I mean, very frankly, to get them ready for uh, college, the next steps, and some of the leadership that you're teaching them. So the leadership program is focused on um, cultural diversity, conversations around cultural diversity, learning about a network of peers that they otherwise would not know but for this program, um, learning about uh, issues in our city like uh, education, healthcare disparities, um, all different, all different issues in our okay. city. Um, so those we're preparing them by growing them. Mm -hmm. um, in ways that they might not get in a normal academic setting. This, the uh, leadership, have you been following the uh, six years of the classes beyond the 11th grade and where are they going? What are they doing? The kinds of results that you've seen? Yes, they're, they're highly successful individuals. All of uh, college all of them have been in college since our first cohort or going to college. Our last cohort of the, uh, I think, 19 students who were college eligible. Um, actually, it was 12 students who were college el eligible because we do a cohort of 10th and 11th graders. All of them um, were enrolled in college for this fall semester. I don't know that all of them are actually in <laughs> college. Right, um, they're either doing it virtually or they are at school, but um, and the schools run the gamut from you know Seattle, Washington to right here in our hometown and everything in between. And um, they are using their voices. We see them on social media, and they connect with us. And um, they're doing great things and they're going to be great people. The first cohort is actually graduating from college. Yes, I would think so. Yes. Uh, uh, and I hope you follow their careers. Uh, I, I, I intend to. Actually, um, just a little anecdotal story. We had a student in our first cohort, um, a young woman named Anna, and then her brother James, um, was in the third cohort, and now their mom is a full-time employee of Art with a Heart. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. So wait, may I ask where Anna went to college? She's at Syracuse, and her brother is at Delaware. Very good schools. Yes. They're very good schools. Yes. Uh, so, you know, in your celebrating your, your 20th anniversary this year, uh, you know, what are you celebrating? What are you doing? Uh, how are you trying to uh, continue to grow your your nonprofit? 
beyond where it's been. Much was canceled <laughs> for the 20th anniversary celebrations, but one project that could not be uh, touched was, uh, it's called The Heart of Baltimore. And Art with a Heart is creating this 1,000 pound, eight foot by six foot uh, heart sculpture that will be covered in mosaic glass, mirror, and ceramic tile. It's going on Pratt Street between Charles and Hanover, where on a normal year, there'll be 2 million visitors that would walk by it. Um, so we hope to get back to that. We intend to complete that by um, the end of the fall, maybe the end of November, beginning of December. So that's just been launched and it's sitting in our foyer and it's huge. So um, just giving some love to the city and making um, the landscape of our community a little brighter, a little shinier, and a little happier. Um, we, we looked at it like Chicago has the bean and Philadelphia has the love sculpture. And now Art with the Heart's going to have the heart of Baltimore. And that, that'll be a permanent display or is that uh, 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 up for a year or two and then comes permanent. down? Permanent. Well, okay. Footers, a thousand pounds. It's an undertaking. Yes, I'm it grateful is. grateful for my team. Uh, so exactly it, for those in Baltimore, it will be on which side of Baltimore Street? Not Baltimore, uh, Pratt. Uh, Pratt Street, sorry. Pratt Street. It'll be on the um, north side of Pratt Street. Okay. Between uh, uh, Charles, Charles and Hanover. Okay. Yes. Right in the heart of the city. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, Baltimore and Charles is the, for those who don't know, is dead center of Baltimore City. Right. So this is Charles and Hanover. Yeah. So well, it's a, a little a little west of that. Right. So that sounds wonderful. During COVID, what have you done to continue the work you do? Uh, I mean, you had to re you had to refocus. And what have you done? And then when you finish talking about that, talk about the future. You know, I always say that if a creative group of people can't figure out a creative solution to their work at this time, no one can. And so I've got the greatest group of creatives around me and um, we swiftly uh, pivoted into virtual programming from March until June. We finished out the school year doing virtual programming in the schools and for our out of school time partners. And in that time, um, we started to do um, evaluations with our teachers. And then through the summer, we continued our programming. In July alone, we had 138 classes in July. Um, and we, we have established best practices. So going into this school year, and for all the branches of the organization, we now know um, what we believe to be important to the delivery of a quality visual art program in a virtual setting. So for example, we provide art materials to every student. It's essential. We can't expect kids who might not have internet or computer to have also art materials. I right. mean, just, we have to provide that. So um, last month we packed over 2000 art boxes with, um, art materials and then every month 2,000 students are going to get 
another box of art supplies to lead through a sequential curriculum. So the first box was like general art supplies that will carry them through. And then each month after that will be a, spe a specific unit of study, like ceramics or sculpture or something like that. And that will carry them through. The job program, we had a 90% um, attendance rate for students who um, might be homeless or, um, you know, just not have the stability in their life that others might. Being able to simply log on and not hassle with a bus and being on time, it just worked for them. And they, we delivered the art supplies to the students. Um, they still engaged in an art experience. They still had mock interviews with employers. They still got jobs. Um, they still did financial literacy. Really very little changed for them other than that they were not gathering as a community in person. Mm -hmm. Um, and while we had 38 large scale public art projects in process in March and, um, couldn't gather volunteers and community members to work on them, we put together kits and sent them to homes of our regular volunteers so that they could keep these projects moving forward. So we really have been able to continue with every branch of the organization by making these, um, shifts and um it's working and well, that, that's great because you know in in a time like this if you're not creative and you don't change and you don't you know you, you don't build for the future which we might be in this for a long time or a short time no one knows uh and maybe some of what you're doing will continue the same way uh whether or not it gets back to normal uh, because 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 you're learning that some of this virtual learning is great. Uh, you know your job your jobs program. Uh, we haven't talked much about it, but you know what kind you know how many people have you served and what kind of results do you get from it? So um, interestingly, we had 107 students in our workforce program this summer, which is exactly what we had last year. I think we had 105 last year and we had a 90% attendance rate and we still have a 75 to 80% job placement rate. So these students are actually, you know, learning, motivating and getting jobs. Um, we, we've created a job pipeline for our students. So we have employers that we refer them to and with the support of our collaborative partners, um the program is a success well that it's, that's i mean every area uh that you're working on that you've attacked uh uh with artwork and art for the with a heart uh you seem to be successful in your transition so where where do you think you're going to be and i think it's with regardless of whether we continue in this pandemic or not where do you think you're going to be as a nonprofit three to five years from now um i think it will be thriving um i think um the public art will continue to to be something that people want to engage in and do i think the classes will continue to grow in 20 years every year the organization has experienced growth every year 
Um, when we did the budget for this year, obviously we looked at it and said, not a year of growth, like just a year of stability. So um, I suspect that we'll learn how to grow in this environment, which we're doing. We'll continue to grow, whether we are, um, you know, limited by um, our in-person capabilities or not. Okay. Well, I want to thank you very much for this uh, uh, time and uh, that you've given us to talk about your uh, nonprofit, Heart, uh, Art with a Heart, excuse me. Uh, how can people reach you and how do they go about making contributions to uh, Art with a Heart uh, so that you can grow? Because, you know, a nonprofit that doesn't show, excuse me, doesn't show profits can't grow. Yes. I mean, you've got to increase Amen revenue. I mean, one of the fallacies, it's called a nonprofit. Uh, it, they should be social enterprises, which fosters the financial growth of the, uh, of the uh, uh, social enterprise and therefore can grow the number of, in your case, the number of students, the number of jobless, and really help the community. So how do people reach you and make those contributions? Well, thank you for asking about that. I really appreciate it. I do. Um, so we have a website. It's www.artwithaheart.net. And um, you can make donations to us um, with a link on that website. Um, also visit and look around at everything. Actually, we're working on a new website. Seems like the right time. So that will be launching probably next month. But for now, take a look at the website. Um, we are also on social media at Facebook. We're at Awa Baltimore. It's Art with a Heart, but we go Awa Baltimore. And on Instagram, we're at Art with a Heart underscore. That's the same for Twitter. Um, we're also on LinkedIn and YouTube. So um, feel free to search us out. You can email info at artwithaheart.net with any questions if you're interested in volunteering. Um, we also have a wish list on our website of supplies that we need. So um, there's lots of ways to help and also ways to get involved and they're all there. So, and, and Alan, you're exactly right. Just because we are a nonprofit we are a nonprofit corporation and we are like any other corporation. We have to work responsibly and uh, efficiently and effectively. And at the end of the year, you know, you have to be able to maintain a, a great staff and great supplies for your students and a quality curriculum. And that all costs money. Right. And you have to, and, and in order to build, where you've built from almost nothing to the size you are today takes profits every year. It's not wrong to have profits in a nonprofit as long they're, as they're reinvested in the programs you do. And you want to continue to do this as you go into the future. So uh, good luck in raising the funds. Good luck in your 20th year. And I hope thank you have you. another 20 great years. Thank you. And thank you for being on the podcast. Thank uh, you so much for having me. My pleasure. Uh, my guest next week will be Mike Brown. He's CEO of uh, uh, Red Fox Creative, uh, excuse me, Red Fox Financial and Red, uh, 
uh, Red Fox uh, Wealth Management. I'm Alan Hirsch of Alan Hirsch Advisors, your host. To reach me, call 443-977-4500 or visit my website, www.alanhirschadvisors.com. You can listen to podcasts of all the past shows wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alan Hirsch, and this has been AHA Business Podcasts.